Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 29 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your DMV sports podcast. Happy Thanksgiving out there, Wings, Beers, and Tears listeners, followers, friends, and family. We are doing this podcast on a Tuesday night of Thanksgiving week, and that means we've got all kinds of good shit to talk about. All kinds of college basketball tournaments. There's college football on odd days. There is NFL all day Thursday and then on Sunday. So we got we got all kinds of stuff to get to. Let's go around the table and make sure everybody's in good spirits this evening. Our host, Jerry, how are you, sir? Hello. How Hello. are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I am Todd. And joined, as always, by the esteemed Jeremy. Sorry, folks. Had to had to take a selfie with the fan. How you guys doing, <laughs> Jeremy? Remember, they're doing shtick. But, uh, good job. <laughs> Love it. I didn't know what the Love fuck it. he was doing. I was God, like, dude, we're over here, dude. What are you doing? He's not the most creative guy in the world for nothing, folks. Uh, so please give us a listen on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts. We got a whole lot to talk about tonight. We're going to fire things off with our NFL discussion of the week and one Lamar Jackson, who is pretty much the story of the NFL right now. Oh, my God. The Redskins got a win, but they still stink. Um, then we're going right, to discuss our uh, Washington so, Capitals and the NHL. disappointing win in the history of football. <laughs> and, a Miami game, but still. And we will round out our discussion tonight with uh, some college football and college basketball talk because those are about to hit some pretty exciting times. So right off the bat, our resident Ravens expert, Mr. Jerry, why don't you give us a little recap of last night's ass-whooping out in Hollywood? I can't say what I'm more surprised about, how good the Ravens are or how bad the Rams have gotten. Um, yeah, the Rams have had some some shockingly bad performances I mean, this last year. Last year, Super Bowl, great defense, defensive lines legit, Jared Goff, Sean McVay, you know, they, they were unstoppable. I think the NFL just proves, which is a little bit disheartening for the Ravens, that one good year allows teams to adjust. So next year, the Ravens will be – not as successful. Okay. Because fair enough. You know, this is not a sustainable type thing. This is, a, I don't want to say it's a fad, but once, like anything else, when Kaepernick hit and when RG3 hit, everything adjusts. The NFL right, adjusts. Right, so, right. But for purposes of last night, 45 to six, drubbing. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't even competitive. It it got to a point. I mean, I, I'm a. I'm a quasi Ravens fan. I mean, I, I love my wife. She's a Ravens fan. So I've, I've sort of jumped on the bandwagon. But I couldn't even – I was nauseated by all the glowing praise of Lamar Jackson by the mm. Monday night. I mean, Jesus, man. Did it feel like a curse or did it just no, feel it like it was – No, it was just like, relax, man. He's yeah, throwing yeah, – yeah. I mean, he it, – it, and realistically, he had 150 yards passing, eight yards a pop. So he right. was throwing some sidearm stuff and he was throwing some short passes. And, you know, it's not like he was throwing eight bombs – at a time and completing everything. And, you know, I mean, he's amazing. Don't get me wrong. And they are on a heater. Yes. Right? This yes, is the are. offense at the beginning of the year when I said it's going to be revolutionary. Yeah. Right? It's going to be wide open. And if you looked at some of those plays, upon the handoff, it was like the seas had parted. Mm -hmm. I mean, he faked the handoff to the running back, and then he went the other direction, and there was nobody there. I know. And it was like – and that's Wade Phillips on the other side. So – um, I think it's a combination of they are on a heater. They can do nothing wrong. He He's so efficient in that offense. He makes quick decisions. And you got to pick your poison, man. It's almost yeah. like you're running against a wishbone, you know? Like you either tackle the quarterback immediately or you go after the running back, but you can't do both, mm -hmm. right? So everybody's got to play assignment football. And if you guess wrong, 
he's going to make the right choice and right. make you pay. So, right. um, but I mean, he was 15 for 20, 169, 8.5 yards average uh, per pass. So he wasn't throwing the ball down the field, but five touchdowns, no picks, a QBR <laughs> of 99, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> was that at a 25? <laughs> yeah. He also, he also had uh, 95 yards rushing. Uh, I, every game now. Yeah. Every game. So it's almost, you know, he's a 250 total offense guy. I would love to see him get out of bounds every time he runs. I'm yeah, kind of with you Because he that always one. takes a hit. Yeah. And uh, Booger McFarlane last night in the third quarter, you're up 28, get him out. Oh. You know, because it was like he. Completely agree. He's going to keep running. He's going to keep taking shots. And, you know, in the NFL, these guys play with pride. So if you're embarrassing them, you know, it's not like they're going to they're gonna give you a shot. That's right. You know, when you go out of bounds. Uh, but uh, Ingram is developing into the running back we thought. He had seven, yep. seven yards of carry, 111 yards. And he was actually dangerous out of the backfield catching the ball last yeah, night, too. he was. I mean, I, I, nobody had – I think uh, Marquise Brown had five catches for 40 yards or something like that. But, I mean, they just spread it all around. I mean, they had, uh, you know, seven or eight receiving receivers getting balls. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're clicking. The defense stepped up better. Now, I don't know if that's a reflection, and we could talk about this. That's a reflection of maybe the Rams are just in a rut uh, because the Ravens' defense has been stepping up, but they have. they're not that good. No, they're not. You know, and so, um, but you know, if they keep playing like this, they, it's almost like they need to have some adversity because right now they're getting too high on themselves and, and don't believe the press, right? But they had they play the 49ers next, and I think then they play Buffalo, so they mm-hmm. have some really tough tests. No, they do. Um, and New England keeps winning. So in New England, yeah, they know. keep winning like ten to nine. I know. You know? It, no, it's it's not pretty, but it's still New England, and they're. I think New England's already at ten wins. Oh, they're going to be there. You know, you know they're going to be there. So, but they, but they don't strike me as like. I mean, their defense is unbelievable. Yeah, but they don't scare anybody anymore. They don't scare anybody anymore. I yeah. mean, they, you know, they're going to be tough to beat. So, Jeremy, what do you think about you know Jerry's point about the Rams? I mean, on paper, you went into this game Monday night. Ravens go coast to coast. The Rams are still the Rams, right? I mean, we just said you, Gurley and Goff and Woods and Cup and Donald on the defensive line. I mean, they, they've still got a who's who of, of studs. Uh, they've obviously been in a rut. The Ravens, like Jerry said aptly, they are on a heater, man. Holy shit. But is it a combo or is it just the Ravens are just mowing through whoever is, is up there? I'd put it more on the Ravens. I mean, because, you know, what was uh, what were the Rams? Six, six and four coming in. You know, they're yeah. still fighting for that second wild card or whatever it is. They're, they're just, you know, I think that Jerry's point is dead on in terms of, you know, one year in the, in the new offense, next year is never as easy. Right. And that's cost them a couple games probably. Yeah. But I really can't explain 45 to six, so that's – that's almost, you know, Redskins-esque. It really so. is. No, it really is. I mean, check out these stats, guys. Baltimore rushed for 285 yards. 285 in the NFL. Mm-hmm. God The damn. Rams rushed for 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know. I have Gurley on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> it like. very impressive. I mean, that, that's unheard of. Hey, it 22 really is. yards rushing, and it's not like they didn't try. They didn't try very much. I guess they were falling behind. But, but golf they was, ran like, what, 30 less plays or something? Yeah, like I mean, that? golf threw for 212 yards and two interceptions. I mean, his QBR was twenty four. Thanks, Jared. You're my you're my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> yeah, the Rams fantasy wise, they uh, that's hey. the real talk here. The Rams downfall has affected everybody's He's fantasy. Probably better than Haskins. But McVay was supposed to have a, an offense that was sort of a traditional West Coast type, yes. unstoppable offense if you execute it. You know, and yesterday, I mean, when I was watching when when you were watching a Ravens game, they just kept running these slants. 
um, these five yard slants and they, the, the wide receivers were wide open. Lamar Jackson was like throwing sidearm. Yeah. You know, he, he was fitting it in there, but it's like, you know, this is Wade freaking Phillips, man. Now I'm kind of with you. It's a weird, it's a weird, um, uh, style to watch right now because you're waiting for the wheel to come off. It's bad mojo it, it on the Rams and, and really good mojo. It is, but, but you're watching the Ravens and you're just waiting for something. You're waiting for a defense to go, ha, here's the trump card. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to load the box. We're going to overload this side. We're going to drop a safety. We're going to confuse the shit out of you. And it's, none of it's working. It's usually, it's usually a hardball fuck up, like a mind, a mind <laughs> right. fart. Right? right. And they did, he had one of those last night. He went for it on fourth down when you're up like 21 points. Dude, he's been doing it all year. What are you doing? And they actually got it. And he, so he's, he's like, doing it all he's a bad year. three point shooter now that gets some success and now he's going to keep shooting threes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, you know, you're right about it. You figure that trump card's going to be out there, but then you just trump that back with, you know, Lamar. Well, so, and that's where ultimately talent wins out in pro sports, right? And and Lamar's talent is, I mean, his talent is peaking at the right time. It is the right combination of a style that works for him. He seems very comfortable. He's seeing the game so much slower than what it's going on, and that's when a, a quarterback is at his most dangerous peak. You you're know? right, you're right though. I mean, it's it's the offense is tailor fit for him. It really is. And man. right when they got Mark Ingram, I was like, "Oh shit, they're going to do something." No, good. you called that. You called yeah. that back in August. You said they have the potential and Ingram is that piece that gives them that that hardball running game, ball sustained offense that they want. And I mean, look at those numbers from last night. The Rams simply never got the fucking ball. Yeah. You know, I mean, same, number, yeah. same number of drives. Yeah. Just 30 different, 30 play Delta, exactly. Or it was, you so. know, the Ravens are sitting there going 10, 12, 14 yards, or, yep. or you know, yeah, you know, plays six, a, a drive, you know, six, seven, eight yards of play, and they're just they're just motoring on down the field. In some ways, that's almost a more dangerous offense, you could make the argument, than let's say the Kansas City Chiefs that live off of that 30, 40, 50 uh, yard play, yeah, 100%. It is. Because when you get to the playoffs and it's fucking cold and the and the D has has completely done their homework and they've D'd you up. You know, you want to be able to pick up five on third and four. You mm-hmm. want to be able to get seven on first down and, and set up some options. If if you're Mahomes and you're sitting back there just slinging it 20, 25 yards down the field, it, does that translate? Now, with that being said, I still think Kansas City is the next most dangerous team in the AFC. Maybe. I mean, I think New England. Until, until you beat the Giant in the playoffs when all is on the line and there's no tomorrow and those guys win – 90% of those sure games. Enough. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're the kings for a reason. But as I look at it, they don't scare me. Baltimore scares the crap out of you if you're an opponent right now. They're so dynamic. I think Kansas City's next in line for how potent they can be. Well, I, I, Go ahead, Jerry. I just I don't think Tom Brady's what he was. I no, think Father Tom is caught up to him. Yeah, I think and so. And if you can get pressure on him, he – doesn't handle it as well as he used to. And he may not have the weapons that he once did, sure, but I think sure. a lot of it's his reaction time and no, I and, think so and, too. And all of that. Yeah, well, I, I think what I'm most impressed about, and I really don't care about the Patriots, God, I hate even talking about them, but um, <laughs> the, with the Ravens, we sort of talked about this even in the preseason. Like, what is this offense going to look like? And I think what they've accomplished is exactly what we had kind of hoped. It's like, it's just... It's not just dynamic. It it gives the ability. It's like the way they spread out the defense. They they leave that kind of gap. It's about you know ten yards deep into the secondary, and it's like you pick your poison. Are you gonna you know load the box and then you just you know drop one over the over the zone to Brown or something like that, or do you give that cushion because you don't want to get burned by by Jackson? Yeah. And right now, I just like you know what, <laughs> they're they're keeping everything in front of them. We'll take that eight to ten yards every play. As soon as you start blitzing the safety or something like that, they're going to go over the top because you know he can do that. And that's just it. Now he's shown the ability to actually throw the deep ball, and he has some touch on it. 
you know, right. um, and that's just what makes him so dynamic. So, I mean, right now, uh, you know, all the all the, the the memes and the gifts you see on Twitter are him coming out of the tunnel last night to chance of MVP. But it's kind of league wide right now. I mean, he is the front runner, right? Yeah, and basically, unless he gets hurt, he's going to well, win. Well, I mean, freaking uh, Russell Wilson has like twenty four touchdowns, three picks. I mean, that guy's having an amazing year. So he's an MVP in any other year, but yeah. but the just the staggering combination of rushing and passing numbers that Jackson is putting up are just that they are staggering. Yeah, but and, both and, teams are nine and two, so they you are. F- figure they out are. how it ends up. Nah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to watch them down the stretch here. Um, and like you said, the schedule does not really lighten up for them. I mean, and being in a <clears throat> being in a very competitive AFC, they they need to bank as many wins as they can. Um, so they harvest your nuts, running. boys. That's it. That's it. Bury him while you can, man. All right, so let's move on down the beltway and talk about the Washington Redskins, who found a way to win. What the fuck uh, are they doing, man? They're Jesus ruining the Chase Young Christ. selection. <laughs> Just awful. Now they're tied um, with the Giants. I know, I know. So uh, they managed to squeak out a win against the, uh, the the lowly Detroit Lions, who were playing their backup quarterback, and they're injury riddled and look, you know, look pretty bad. Um, and that's the only type of team that the Redskins can honestly hang with is a, is another bad team. So for Haskins, I'm glad that he was the starting quarterback, and I'm glad that he has a win under his belt on his resume. You got to win. You got to win. Um, he made some decent throws down the stretch, but the reality is their offense is anemic. Uh, their defense, while they played better, it was against a really bad Detroit team. And let's face it, their touchdown, Steven Sims on a kickoff return, he which dropped, he fumbled, yeah. you know. I mean, so they're 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 not any better right now than they were two weeks ago, in my opinion. No, they're probably worse. Actually. Probably. I mean, I mean, you know, we were ripping on Jay, but at least he scored nine offensive touchdowns when he was here. <laughs> Callahan's one or zero. Well, right? I think that's by design. I mean, yeah, they, you called they, it. You said that Callahan's basically going, guys, we're, to win, we're going to win like we just did this yeah, past Sunday. I mean, they're in game. I mean, they're in games a little bit more than they used to be. They're a little bit more competitive. The Jets game, notwithstanding. Um, that wasn't yeah, the Jets just put it on Oakland. Put it on Oakland, so maybe they're on a little what bit. A of a weird heater. fucking league, man. <laughs> Talking I mean, about hard to predict from week to week. I, this was Haskins' worst week as a pro. I thought I thought he had the opportunity to make some plays. He was overthrowing everyone. I, I'm glad you said that. He looked you know? uh, he looked like Josh Jackson for the Terps. Where yeah. It was like, hey, why are you running those plays? The guys are wide fucking open. Yeah. So you? so it's not <laughs> like that the plays weren't there to be made. Yeah. He just didn't make them. No, they were there. And it's it's so that yeah. was disappointing. It was. But you know. He manages the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirteen for twenty-nine. That's not good at all. No. One hundred fifty-six yards. That's not good at all. <laughs> only one. T- only one interception. No touchdowns. So he didn't throw the picks that the Detroit quarterback threw, and that's why the Redskins won. Yep. So it was the quarterback who made the least mistakes. Nobody made plays um, that enabled the win. So if you can, here's the bright spot for the for the Skins. Um, I wish they would have lost, but. Um, you know, at least he gets a win under his belt. Exactly, and he's not—he's not the worst thing we've ever seen, right? He's exactly what Jay feared, right? You can't win with this guy. If you have to win games, you can't win with him. But they don't have to win games, so I'd like to see him progress. I'd like to see him get the two hundred yards pretty consistently. Yes, McLaurin is a beast. He is right? a really, really Harmon, beast. That guy's showing some stuff in the past two. I mean, but he's playing for—he's playing for another little contract. That guy's done more. Than Josh Dawson did. Yeah, 
Agreed. already. I mean, Agreed. he's he, he, he got cut again today. Got it. Did he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's, he, that, thanks, McClure. Uh, what's the drunk guy's name? McClure. McClure. Th- thanks, oh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the you're the seasayer. You know everything. Um, he's a good football player, Jerry. That's why we drafted him. I still haven't seen anything from Geis. I mean, I saw one right. one run, but then again, the line has quit. Dude. They have they have quit. They don't want to play. They're all just going through the motions. Oh no, Morgan Moses hasn't quit the post game press conference. He was in there for like an hour just going yeah, through different diatribes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can't block anybody without holding them. But I guess he can speak. I mean, it's just you know, you should give a lecture on how to hold. Right. So you know, just don't get anybody hurt. But you have some things to build on. Cole Holcomb's a pretty good player. He is a good player, right? Yep. Um, Jimmy Moreland was out there mixing mm-hmm. it up. They got rid. You know, Josh Norman, get him off the field. He's a cancer. Is <laughs> that guy? Right? I mean, he's well, Dude, that guy just came in and stole money. <laughs> he just laughed all the way to the bank. Are you guys surprised Monte Nicholson's playing? I'm I'm, no. I'm, I'm shocked. surprised. I'm shocked. I mean, I I'm well. I should never say. I, I'm always going to say something positive about the Redskins. This is, I mean, in terms of the upper management. But I'm hoping that they know what happened. I'm like, well, I mean, the kid lost his girlfriend. You know, all this stuff is like he he needs to be around his boys and playing because his head's not right. And, and, you know, it sounds like the cops have been involved. He's been cooperating, and they're not even considering any kind of suspect or anything like that, even with the stuff they found at his house. So to me, that means, you know, hey, I mean, you can question his decisions, but I don't think he, you know, did anything illegal, so what are you going to do? I guess base, best case scenario for him is that um, the story and narrative is, this girl who I knew, who I guess we were in a relationship, had a problem. We all knew she had a problem. And my boys and I were hanging out, and she went upstairs and did what she did, and we found her. Yep, yep. So we didn't know what she was doing. Sure. Um, and that's plausible. It is. And it if, is. If, if his boys are backing him up on that, and uh, and he's got some cooperation, it'd be a very tough case to prosecute. Um, I'm sure, you know, unless there's a dealer coming out saying he bought it for her and he supplied it and all that stuff, you know, then I, I, I'd... The fact that it's at his house, I'm not sure is enough to charge him with anything. But pending the investigation, I just think I would, given where the Redskins are in the season, yeah, I think I would just sort of send him out and pay him. Obviously, I, you pay I, I, him. I'm but. a little bit with you. So I, I agree with everything both you guys just said. I think Jeremy's spot on. It's kind of like he's cooperating with authorities. There's really nothing uh, illegal that they have deemed that he has done to this point because if there was then he certainly wouldn't be playing because it would be a legal issue let alone a football issue the search warrant they found they found what they were looking for essentially and they still aren't really coming after him so right. you know. so so i get all that but i see where jerry's coming from too here you are on the downside of the season you you're you're a rebuilding team that's pretty much hit rock bottom uh, pay the man let him go on his way and kind of take another element of the off the field issues that may or may not exist and just throw it out there and not even worry about it. But he's a he's a turd. I mean, he's been a turd now yeah, for a long I mean, time. He, since he's he's gotten a fight in the middle of the oh, yeah. you know, knocking dudes out in the middle of the road and he's just I'm shocked he's playing because I just don't think he's that good. Well he's not that good. You know? Right? I mean you know But that but that's where we are. <laughs> that's <laughs> where we are. Redskins aren't very good, so it works out fine. Yeah. So they're a match made in heaven. They are. They are. All right. So real quick, out of the uh, out of the NFC Seattle, be the front runners right now. You think? I think so. But let's let me ask you: Did you guys expect the NFC East to be this terrible? Uh, no. Okay. So if you listen back to our our preview podcast, I was a hundred percent wrong on the Ravens. <laughs> they aren't boring as 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 fuck. They are amazing. Um, I was a hundred percent right on the NFC East. I was like, this division just sucks. 
I was like, skins are no good. The Giants are no good. We knew that. I said, we, we all said, Wentz hasn't even gone through a complete season. The, the, the Eagles are like on thin ice with injuries. Well, the injury bug hit, and guess what? They're a 500 club. Right. And we all said, it just takes one or two bad things to happen in Dallas for the wheels to come off, and you can see it happening. Garrett's a fucking lame duck coach. He's just such a bore. Um, and while Dak is great, he's got no weapons other than Elliott. So, yeah, and I did think, you know, I think Todd had, had was more accurate with his description or prediction of what the East was going to do. I figured they'd be, you know, mediocre, but on the, the good side of mediocre, they're on the, the bad side of mediocre the entire division. Well, I mean, they're on Dallas is in first place and want to fire their game, want to fire their coach. I know. Oh, it's fantastic. So it's like, yeah. But I thought I thought the Eagles would be better because I thought Carson Wentz was going to be better. And I think he has not had the season that they've wanted. And by the eleventh game, man, I mean, normally you are what you are. It's not like you get, you know, you I mean, I guess it's possible that you get on a, a major win streak and oh, they could. I think talent wise, I still think the Eagles are the better team between them and in Dallas, I think they're more and balanced. I think the Eagles have a very soft schedule yeah, coming. I have they, they do. They do. I haven't paid attention. You know, so it's like they. I, you know, I don't know what they are at five and six or something. I mean, they could they could win out with their no. Schedule. They could. I think the big game is. I think the game is in Philly. I think it's Dallas and Philly on December twenty second. I believe. Okay, week and, sixteen or whatever. Yeah, I'm embarrassed that you know that. I think that that the winner of that game wins the division. Okay. Because I think Philly has the the more winnable schedule down the stretch. So if they can bank that one as well, they can probably go four and one down the stretch and win the division. Doesn't Dallas have skins week seventeen? <laughs> you should be scared. You should be very scared to come to the <laughs> the imposing confines of FedEx Field. God, what a shithole. So, All right, so let's uh, so, so one th- one more comment. Yeah, yeah. Before you cut me off rudely, <laughs> I, I could do that too if you want. Yeah. Well, let's talk about. No, I'll cut you off. Let's talk about Davey Martinez's decision. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are the these <laughs> these are the Thanksgiving Day games: Chicago at Detroit. What a fucking snooze fest that is. Dude, Dude, I, and Driscoll might be out, too. <laughs> I'm going to put Ty Johnson back in the Wildcat. <laughs> I'm going to watch, like, American Gangsters yeah. or something like that, yeah. whatever that show is on a and with <laughs> yeah, all the gangs. Call. I'm just I'm riveted by that, so I'm going to yeah. watch that during that time. They wanted, um, what's his name, jo- Josh Jackson, who the Skins used last oh, year? Oh, yeah. But he's got a contract with the XFL. XFL won't let him out of it. <laughs> ah, that's too great. Vince McMahon. Oh, I love it. I love and then, it. Uh, but Buffalo at Dallas, that. That's not bad. That's, that's not a, a bad. Game. That's not that's a bad a game. game. And then New Orleans at Atlanta. That oh, could be Drew decent. Brees. Yeah, yeah, that could be decent. All right. All so right. That's our that's our Thanksgiving. I'm going to be shit faced tomorrow, Good. and I'll be shit faced Friday. So I probably Good. won't drink on Thanksgiving to pay homage to America. <laughs> to, <pay> homage <laughs> to America. <laughs> it's not the fucking Fourth of July, well, Jerry. Whatever. Absolutely no sense. Communist. But- <laughs> PGA Championship, whatever. Oh but, shit, uh, that's great! All right, so let's uh, let's turn our attention here. That was some good uh, NFL wrap up talk, and you know, let's go, let's go Ravens, and uh, you know, let's go Redskins. We want uh, draft picks. Um, so moving on, uh, let's get to the ice and let's talk about our caps. So season's fucking over. That's what the cap season. <laughs> if you heard that, uh, that's what the key, cap season's turning. Oh into. Christ! All right, so a week ago at this time, they were sitting there with the best record in the NHL, most points. We were previewing their week ahead and said it was kind of odd, and sure enough, it was. Um, they had an overtime uh, shootout loss, followed by a loss on the road to the Rangers. Just a really weird game. I think we hit five posts uh, in the first two periods. It's just so weird. Um, and then uh, just a lackluster Saturday afternoon matinee against Vancouver, where <clears throat> this you're, you use the term, they appear disinterested at times. That game was a complete disinterested game. 
Saturday afternoon against a team from the West that they're only going to see a couple times this year. We looked like we were just skating around for 60 minutes to get to overtime and hoping to get the second point, and we didn't in the shootout. Right. You know, so in a lackluster week, we still pick up a couple points. And the shootout sucked. It was like terrible. nobody was. It was I, awful. Shootouts, I don't like them anyway, but I, I certainly don't, don't like them when no one's scoring. You know, I like yeah. one where score, score, stop, stop, score. You know, it keeps it a little interesting. Dude, I, I'm telling you, I would love to see 4v4 for two minutes. Quick whistle, 3v3 for two minutes. If somebody scores, 2v2 for two minutes and just be done with it. You, right. know? Uh, you know, the shootout, it, it was cool when it happened because it gave that that bonus point uh, to the winner. But I think it's run its course. I think it's a bore. Well, it's a, it's, I mean, to me, it seems the offense has just gone stagnant, obviously. They're not, yeah. they were scoring for a, for a game, it seemed like. And well, the inferior team knows how to, to D up well enough and put the personnel on the ice to, to prevent the other team from scoring. A lot of times they don't even try to score. You know, they're basically going, let's get to the gimmick because we're not, we're not the better team. So it's kind of Jeremy, yeah. talk me off the ledge. Tell me, speak, well, I, speak yeah. preach, please. I thought the game Saturday was pretty good. It was just the goalies were on fire, both goalies. You know, and that would carry it all the way through the shootout. So I don't know. The high end talent was on display. I just thought it was a crap game in, in, in between the blue lines. I thought it was just like, well, why we still didn't figure out why the hell they played at twelve thirty. What was no that fucking about? idea? Nine thirty for Vancouver, basically twelve thirty for the Caps. And so, in some ways, both teams did kind of look asleep. But I mean, you know, I thought the goalies were on fire again. Hit a couple of posts, all that stuff. Um, and the goals were snipes. Both yeah. goals, yep. Pedersen and uh, Brana. Oh shit! Yeah, actually, yeah, both I mean, I mean it, it's kind of a stupid question when you you come back with the Vancouver game. But wasn't were you guys disappointed with the defensive effort against the Rangers? Because mm-hmm. Alan May was, and that means I am. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting. because uh, Alan May's your litmus test. <laughs> that's that's as, my Jay Billis, man. Yeah, that's pretty much always Alan May was right. I mean, they, and, you know, McClellan even addressed it a little bit today, is that they're having a little bit of trouble really trying to find that strong second pair. Yep. They've got their top three locked in. It's that fourth guy. It's like all the, the, other, the bottom three are all great on the third pair. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them to step up and be the fourth guy. Well, that may be a precursor to the trade deadline exactly of who we're seeking, right? right? Very That's possible. Very possible. I mean, very possible. Yep. And maybe McClellan's making that statement to give a, a fire on someone's ass to step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he's doing. He's like, we like all these guys. They're doing a good job, but they're not stepping up to be that guy that can play 20, 22 minutes. I love hockey. They can say that without saying it, and everybody knows what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Hey, they're so tough. He's a good guy, eh? You know? He's good. <laughs> so <laughs> terrible Canadian next That <laughs> was pretty yeah, good, actually. Wasn't bad at all. Uh, um, I thought you were straight from Ontario with that one. Um, Bob McKenzie, actually. So I think uh, I think the Caps are in a really good spot with regard to uh, their roster, their lineup. They've gotten through the early season rough seas with having to navigate the the cap. And as we had talked about, injuries will kind of do that for you, right? You you figure out when a guy's out for a few games, you LTI arm, you bank the space, you figure out how to make it work, and you and you make it work. Um, they're doing a good job. They've got enough organizational depth that they can bring waiver exempt guys up and down from Hershey, and they're actually decent contributors. Uh, Mallinson, however you say it, I've heard it like four different Beck, ways. Beck Mallinson, yeah, I just call him Beck. I, I like the way he plays. And Scarbosa, oh, dude, he almost scored. Scarbosa's got some sick 
hands. I, I set I, him down. Though. I did not know that he had that high end talent in terms of skills. Yeah, Scarbosa has the hands, and, and Mel, I've heard Joe B call him Malenstein. Yeah, That's I've heard Malenstein as well. Um, but he's got the wheels, man. Dude, good. And he's he got a motor. Fly. He doesn't yeah. fucking stop. Great, man. another fucking Stevenson coming our way. <laughs> no, but the difference is he plays a heavy game. There's yeah, a couple know, times where George and I were watching, and we were like, "Hey, that's not Wilson." I mean, he goes into the corners hard. Yeah. I like the way that guy plays. So we got Florida and Tampa at home next two games. It's so, so this is what we're talking about with the Thanksgiving schedule. Everything's weird. So they usually do that Wednesday night pre-Thanksgiving game, which gives us a reason to drink and stay up and act, act right. the fool. Who needs um, a reason? <laughs> it's a good call. Um, and uh, it's just a red herring. And uh, <laughs> and then on Friday they play at what five? I right. believe. Yep. Yep. Um, Isn't isn't the day before Thanksgiving the greatest drinking day in the world? It's, you called it, Jay. Isn't it the, it's the number one drinking day? It's the year. number one drinking day of the so, year, St. followed St. by St. Patty's Day. I used to get so fucked up when I'd come home from college. That's exactly <laughs> I mean, like, exactly I couldn't even get home drunk, you know? And I'm not a drinker, <laughs> but, like, I don't know why. I, was, I guess it's because I came home, I was, you're seeing all your friends yep. you haven't seen in a while, and everybody's happy. There's that, like, when you're drinking with a group and everybody's, like, jovial, you drink faster. Right. You, you're, you're talking, everybody's loud, like, you're all amped up. And by the time you start coming down off of that high a little bit, you're like, I just had 12 beers in an hour. And, and six like, shots. Yeah, yeah. I asked Holly if she wants to get, like, a six or a truly, and we can split it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I just, I, I just, just, just found out what that Wow. Yeah, actually, I just found out what that beer was, and now I like it. Now what, I like truly? saying it. I've never had it, but I'm going I'm to start drinking it, though. You don't stockpile them down it's there? right up in my alley. <laughs> Um, replace the old wine cooler. That's exactly what it cooler. is. It's pretty well, much what it, really? it is. Yeah, it's, the, it's today's Bartles and James. It's it's fruity. Yeah, it's delicious. I guess if you like that kind of thing, um, you probably do. I do. I love Lady. it. Lady, I love it. Um, so Wednesday, Friday, and then don't they go on the road Saturday? Saturday yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're in, they, then they got four on the road: Red Wings, Sharks, Ducks, uh, Kings. That's right. They go out, hit the Red Wings on their way out to the West Coast. My um, guess is that uh, the strong schedule made them focus mm-hmm. early on. They played really well, really focused, and now they're starting to get in the doldrums. A so little bit. It's like a in Major bit. League Baseball when you hit August, you're like, shit, do I really have to play these next this next two weeks of games? For sure, same. sure. I will say this about the Caps. You, you, and you called it, Jerry. You, you wanted some adversity. Well, now you've gotten it. And when you get it, you don't like it because it makes you feel uneasy. You know? Yeah, I don't. I've, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump ship faster than any fucking fan in the history. Of- <laughs> That's a fact. Um, true but, facts, true facts, folks. But I like, <clears throat> I like that they're playing some tough games, continuing to play some tough games. We'll give the Caps credit on this front. They do not expect to go out and win every game four one five two. I think they expect to be in a dogfight almost all the time, and they almost always are because they're getting everybody else's best shot. They are still just a year and a half removed from being the Stanley Cup champs, and they're sitting there at the top of the league. So they're still getting everybody's best shot. But don't you also agree that they typically play down to their competition? I would normally say that was a Caps thing. It appears to be a league-wide thing. Now. Maybe. What do you think, Jack? I, I think it's definitely a league-wide thing. Maybe maybe not in the past, but look, we've talked about every team now has at least a line, if not two, that can score on anyone anytime. And with the the way they're calling games – the way everything's so wide open, you just you're going to give up chances, and if your studs are out there for those chances, then you know what, you're going to score a few goals, and you score three goals, you're going to be in every game. So, but you know that's where I go with that, and it's 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 you'd like to see the Caps dominate more, but that's just not the league. The the game has never been faster. So the great equalizer in hockey is speed, and everybody's fast now. Even the shitty teams. You look at Detroit. 
Detroit's got a bunch of young guys that are just playing great. They have nothing to to, to lose right now. The guys like Larkin and Athenasiu, or however you say his name, mm-hmm. they, can, they just they you know they just buzz all yeah. the time. They got a bunch of guys I've never even heard of that are just they, they can fly. Yep. So again, if you if you don't bury them early in a game and it's two two in the second or third, you got young legs coming at you, and it doesn't matter what their pedigree is at that point. It is a speed game, and and the league has never been faster, um, which makes it exciting. Uh, you know, can't take anything for granted, and the Caps need to stay on their toes. But I tell you what, I'm glad we don't have the injury issues and the cap issues that the Penguins have, and I'm really glad that we don't have the... Um, and I'm glad we're employed, unlike anybody in Pittsburgh, losers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that uh, we aren't in the in the dysfunctional uh, dystopia that is, that is Toronto right now. I mean, the almighty uh, Mike Babcock gets sacked last week, and... I mean, they were just, they were playing horrible. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, uh, anytime a coach goes down, especially one as well-respected as Babcock is, before the firing, the media's not really going to jump on him, right? They're like, ah, he's, he's trying to right the ship. He's trying to do all the right things. And yet, and then as soon as he goes, they're like, oh, my God, every player in that room hated that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming out that he, he ran the old tight ship, and they were just like, dude, let us play, you know? And Yeah, I mean, but th- this has... Th- if those guys knew what they were doing, they'd be better, right? What's the old Bobby Huggins thing? You fa- the best thing of coaching is you find out what they do and you make them do it. Mm-hmm. Find out what they do well and make them do it. And maybe Babcock was trying to do that, trying to send a message that this is what you guys do well. You and they they sort of resisted that and they wanted to do more for whatever reason. I I don't know. I think I think coaching is it, it's all about timing. Um, and Babcock is a brilliant hockey coach. There's no doubt about it. But he doesn't rub a lot of people the right way sometimes. Right. And this this new age, uh, you know, hockey, the, the teams are younger and they're faster, like I just said. And apparently where he really got into trouble is he was hamstringing some of his D-men because they got a lot of puck movers on D. And one of them was Tyson Berry mm-hmm. that came over yep. from Colorado. And he was having an awful year. He just signed a monster contract. First game in, goal and an assist, and he was buzzing all over the place. And apparently the coach was just like, go play, <laughs> go play. He's like, I don't fucking care what you do in your own zone. We'll cover for you. Go, you know. And Babcock is completely old school. Like, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't pinch here. You don't do this here. You don't do. It. Well, well, maybe, maybe it'll work out for him. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? The the Penguins when they were struggling that year, and they brought Bilesma in and fired, yep. fired Tarion, and then they fired Bilesma, and Sullivan came in. So there's something about that midseason coaching switch. And when you're a super talented roster, and by the way, Toronto is super talented. They scare the shit out of me coming down the stretch. And, you know, the thing is, you know, our old Caps coach, Ron Wilson, always said, he's like, two or three years is about it. Guys tune you out. If you're any kind of disciplinarian, guys will tune you out after that. Yeah, I think Um, he's right. And we've seen that, you know, from Keenan on on up in our generation. I'm sure there were guys, you know, before that that were the same way. And and also, I mean, everybody in this country is getting softer. And I think that's, (laughs) you know, the players, instead of just – shutting up and doing their job they whine that's a fair and, point you know it but it, well now they have more avenues to whine they do you know they you can do. go on social media and whine you know you can you have can, people get on social media for you and whine you can get with your agent and be like hey right. uh, remember that no no trade clause yeah let's get that out of here <laughs> you yeah. know let's uh let's you know get me the hell out of this this town um now getting back to the caps real quick before we move into our college talk um who who on the roster right now jay would be the right fit for that fourth D-man to round out the top two pairs, in your opinion? Or do they need to look elsewhere, like Jerry was saying? 
Well, I just I think that no again, nobody is stepping up to play that like twenty two minutes that you need, and you know Goose doesn't quite skate well enough to do it. Um, C still on the young side. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when he said he loves his top three, I'm not sure if he's counting Jensen or Orloff as the third guy. I'm just I don't sure. know that either. Because I thought <laughs> you know? Jensen was. Remember, I said a couple like he did last week. He's been a little bit of a disappointment. Well, I, I honestly, Orloff and Jensen just fit the mold of the the scenario I just painted. Yeah, they're, Jensen. They're, Jensen sits at home. He he's very responsible. He's 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 steadfast. There's nothing flashy about his game. Orloff scares the shit out of you. He's all flash. Yeah, he scares guess, you, but then yeah. you're like, but then you get up out of your seat and you're like, oh, who's that guy moving the puck up the ice? And it's Orloff. So I. Good point, Jay. I don't know who he's talking My about. My guess is he's saying Jensen's the third, and it's more of a shot Orloff to step up. But that's hmm. just you know that would disappoint me if that was the case. You don't think it's any chance Gudis is the third because everybody raves no. about Gudis. No, because I, I I really think old. that he's perfect in the third pair. That's why they got him. They're like, well, these other guys aren't really working out as the number four, so we'll he's done that before. We'll put him up there, but that's not the perfect place for him. Right. So it's got to be Jensen or Orloff. And I think, and I think so, he's yeah. the kind of guy that he. I think he actually likes being a third pair guy. Yeah. He likes being a penalty killer, and he likes just crushing people in the corner. Does that he, take something out of you when you're that oh, physical? Hell yeah, it does. So you know, three or four few minute, fewer minutes a game makes him that much. Oh better. yeah, and I can see, I can see the the shot being taken at Orloff because he's pretty polarizing. I mean, when he's playing bad, he plays well, really when bad. He makes that much oh, he has some too. howlers, man. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he, you know, oh, yeah. when Jensen plays bad, it's just a little bit worse than what he usually plays. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of yeah. like, oh, man, be a little tougher there. When Orloff makes a play, you go, oh, my God, what are you looking at? <laughs> I, I can't, I mean, I have said, why are you behind the offensive net? Why are you up there? The worst is when he makes a rush because he's such a brilliant skater. But when he makes a rush, he has a shooting lane, doesn't shoot it. Then he has a passing lane and doesn't pass it. And then he like wipes out in the corner. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Ovechkin this year make a, a successful play, like, you know, pass like the defender. He's always It's always one-on-one. The crowd's all excited. They raise up, and he just like runs into the defender and, or <laughs> slips or, or loses the puck. I mean, he's old. Dude, he's a bull in a china I shot, know. man. He's old, That's and I love plays, it. Dude. You know. Love it. Love it. What does he have, 15 goals? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Jesus. That guy. Yeah, keep going, Ovi. So before we get into college talk, real quick, I want to ask you guys, NHL-wise. So Hathaway got his three games for spitting. In my opinion, completely justified. They got it right. Since then, we have seen Bortuzzo, a repeat offender, repeat offender against the Caps as well, twice suspended in the past, plus fines. Dirty customer, by all accounts, right? I'd take him on my team, but he's a dirty son of a bitch. Absolute two-hand cross-check to the back. Twice. Twice. Ugly, brutal, intent to injure, you name it, four games. And that's only because he's a repeat offender. And right. they said the only reason he got four is because he's a repeat offender. And, 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 and remind me. What the uh, bloody fuck is going remind on? Remind me on Hathaway's history? <laughs> uh, Zero. Seto. Zero. Yeah, but, I mean, you, just, you can't spit on somebody. Oh, but you can intend to injure twice. Yeah, I'm trying right. to break the guys back. That's I don't cool. know. I, I, I'm not explaining it. I'm, I'm not justifying. I'm just giving you an explanation. I think it's, the next one that's going to set me off is to see what happens to Tampa's uh, Cernak. Did you see the elbow yeah. to Dolan? Yeah. Um, th- so, but the, what the problem you, with that one is so Dolan's out four to six weeks. Well, so is Arvidsson. Yeah, you know, so right. But what you guys are Robertson. seeing and talking about are things that happen every year in the league. It's pretty rare unless you're playing against Sidney Crosby, that you're going to get spit on by a player. But right? you can get licked. But Yeah, but that uh, the optics of that, and because it's so unusual, 
Don't and disagree. so offensive makes it worse, even though you could spit on me 50 times before you hit me in the back like that, and I'll be happier. Nope. I'll be pissed either way, but I'll, you know. <laughs> no, I, I and I get exactly what you're saying, and I agree with the three games for Hathaway. As soon as it happened, I was like, fuck, that was awful. In real time, I went... Dumbass. I didn't, I didn't. I mean, he spit his mouth guard out. I know. I know. But it just, it, you said the word optics. It didn't look good. They yeah. reviewed it. It sets a precedent. It was so offensive to so many people that they had to do it. Whereas if you go up and drill somebody with a stick in the back of the head, that happens, you know, that ha- that's happened before. So it was like, well, it's hockey. Yeah, it cracks that's me hockey. up. They're like, oh, well. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Obviously, you know, I completely disagree with the three games. I think it's absolute bullshit. But if you want to say, you know what? In this world, everybody sees this stuff. We don't want to be a you know a joke of a league that doesn't really suspend. The you don't want kids doing that, give right? Them, give them three games. You know what? You know whatever. I got no but problem with the three. Exactly what we said. Now again, this wasn't a spitting incident. But we said it, it's not. It doesn't even matter what they suspend Hathaway for. It's what's the next suspension going to be? Yep. And here and they've it's come absolute down. fucking garbage. It's Cortuzo should have gotten eight to ten games. No question about it. Zero question about it. And the league, I mean, you know what? I, mean, I guess the league fucked it up. I shouldn't be surprised. You know, Bruce Allen should be running the NHL you know, DOPS. <laughs> wait, they wait, fucking suck. Wait till Wilson gets another ejection. He'll get like 25 games. Yeah, and uh, seriously, all Wilson needs to do is flatten a smaller guy, and it's going to be like, you know, everybody's going to be like genuflecting. <laughs> like, right. Oh, dear Lord, I can't believe that just yeah. happened. Meanwhile, Bortuzzo basically pulled out like, you know, a weapon. All the humanity. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's so frustrating. All right, let's move on. I love on. being disgruntled. Let's move on. Go Caps. Go Caps. We're Go rolling. Caps. We're fine. We're good. <clears throat> Maryland plays Temple on fucking Thanksgiving morning at 11. Fucking A, right? They do. NFL and you know what? Watch that instead. You know what? You should be hungover if you're going to do what you say you're going to do I'm tomorrow. Gonna, I'm going to drink four Trulies. And what you should do is pop up Thanksgiving Sounds morning, good. and you should have Jeremy come over and make you a nice, stiff Bloody Mary. <laughs> First of all, nobody makes Bloody Marys like Jeremy. Second of all, <laughs> he will not leave his house. Both fair points. Yes. Yeah, he makes the best Bloody Marys I, I ever. And there's, he's definitely not leaving. He's house. definitely not leaving his house. No, I'm leaving the house. So I, go, I don't give a shit if his fucking house burns down <laughs> on Thanksgiving. That <laughs> motherfucker will be in a recliner with burnt shit all around him, and he still ain't leaving the house. I don't have a recliner. <laughs> with his cooler right next to him, so he doesn't right. hang it up. No cooler. Just a, just a nice handle of Pinnacle. Uh, no, but yeah, so Terps, you're, by the way, your top five Terps. I must say, this game scares the shit out of me because it's fucking Temple. Yep, agreed. It's, it, 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 this this whole weekend scares the shit out of me for a number of reasons. We moved into the top five, and I don't think we played great basketball yet. We haven't played anyone, but <clears throat> I still think Turgeon is finding his parts and pieces. He's never had this many tools. Right. Never had right. this, this deeper roster, this highly talented roster, etc. Temple's a pain in the ass to play against. We've got to play him at 11 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day down in Orlando, um, and then the other side, or the and then the, the second game is either Harvard, who almost made the Sweet 16 last year. They were a pain to play against, and uh, Texas A&M, who's who's a very solid team. The so, fuck is Harvard going to be quoting scripture or something, or like Shakespeare? Dude, fuck, Har- they don't even have a basketball team. <laughs> well, apparently they do. They're in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, they're not like real. They're like club. <laughs> Well, apparently they're Division One, Jerry. They're probably all white too, which is I would well. I would. I mean, I'm, I, I would rather play Kentucky than Temple, just because you know the style is good. I mean, Temple basically plays with switchblades. They, <laughs> I mean, they are gonna when you come in the the paint, they are gonna jack you up, and then when you get up, they're gonna jack you up again. The game is gonna be like thirty five to thirty. It's not UVA. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. I mean, it's in 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 Maryland. 
their guard. I love Marcel and I love their guard play, but their bigs don't seem physical. Like Sticks doesn't seem physical. And if you can knock him around, and I mean, I, you don't know what the freshman can do. Maybe this is the game where they actually show up and, and have to contribute. I'm not minutes. too concerned with the lack of physicality inside because I think the Mitchell boys are going to come into their own. And the one, I'm not sure which one it is, really impresses me right now. And he's physical without having to be overly physical because he's the size of a truck. I mean, I feel like that's that's Makai. Yeah, he's just he's just neither one of them are like seem overly like skilled. Uh, but they're athletic and they're and they work. They they work. Really and they're just big bodies, man. Yeah, they'll get everything else will come. They're, you know where I like the physicality on this team? It's your boy Marcel Jerry. It's Ayala. It's Dante Scott. Mm-hmm. It's Wiggins. Those guys are a pain in the ass. And the defense on Wiggins this year, man. dude. The the team defense right now. And actually, this is one thing that really. This this is what swayed me a little bit. I don't like being ranked top five this early in the season, especially with the likes of Michigan State and Kentucky having some early season losses because mm-hmm. um, I think those those teams are completely legit. Um, I don't know that we're a top five team, especially right now. I think we're there by default based on talent and based on projection. We haven't really done shit. We'll see what happens this weekend. Um, but what excites me about this team is their depth. It's their athleticism. It's their high-end skill. Cowan and Sticks are legit scorers in, in the NCAA. Been a long time since we had two guys that can score and carry a team. And they play defense like I have not seen a Turgeon team play defense yet. He seems very excited by that. It's it's very Gary-esque the way they're, they're pressing. I, I completely agree, and I don't want to jinx it, but I had the same thought, Jay. I don't know, man. I, I, I think they've underperformed. They haven't played anybody worth a damn. Temple by far is their best um, – uh, the the best team they've played to date. I think the magic number seventy. They have to get above seventy to win, mm-hmm. and so that's the number. Because I don't think it, obviously Temple's not going to run with them. At least I don't think. I mean, I, I can't. I can't. I'm not an expert of Temple, but traditionally the way they play is mm-hmm. sort of a grinder, yep. slow down game. Yeah, they like to play in the fifties. Yeah, yep. big and physical. Yep. Um, now I looked at some of their scores and they, they do average about 70. So I'm going to assume, and that's against, you know, teams like Drexel, not terrible and USC. They, they usually good. have, they usually have a shooter or two right. temple, you know, so, you know, the, the way all these games go down is, uh, it's always close back and forth. Um, and then usually temple makes a play in the last 10 minutes and starts playing tougher and they win by two or three. That's what I'm praying that doesn't happen in this one. See, we can, Maryland cannot shoot. That's the that's what that's the so they haven't shot yet because they haven't really had to in a lot of ways. I know, but They're at banking. some point you can say they haven't shot well yet or they just can't shoot. You're right, and time will tell, right? Right. Um, but this is the kind of game, and this is my dream scenario for this game. It's a low bar, I know, but <clears throat> it's going to be ugly. It's going to be back and forth in the first half. You're going to be all pissed off. It's going to be like 34, 32. Turn that motherfucker off yeah, in yeah, two minutes. Yeah, you're going to be watching. Like, by 20, yeah, he's yeah, going to be yeah. watching Law and Order from like 2001, you know, <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> Why didn't you object, dumbass? You can't, you can't close like that. And, uh, and then in the second half, 10, 12-minute mark, there's going to be a TV timeout. Maryland's going to be down two or three. We're all going to be pissed off. And then we're going to turn around, and they're going to win by 12 because they're just better. Well, they haven't shot the ball well at all. I don't, I don't think they've had a margin less than 10, have they? No. No. I mean, have know, they had so, a margin less than 20? But well, they did, They have I'm been playing sure. teams that you and I could, uh, three of us could be on yeah. the top eight. Yeah. But the thing is, they're, do, they're doing that and shooting, you know, five for 25 from three. 
Right. You know, you just make two or three more of those, one of these games by 30, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they got Temple and Notre Dame, so, yep. hey, Turgeon, earn your fucking paycheck, man. You know what I'm Amen saying? To the, 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 Amen to that. Amen to that. If mean, you're the fifth yeah. best team well, in the, the country, these are the team. These are the teams you have to beat. That's the motto for this season. I mean, yeah. that's he. You know, it's not like he's going to get fired or anything. But if he doesn't do all this season, it's it's going to be he's going to be on the on the downside. Well, and, and of his here's term. the okay. So here's the question: What is well? What is good enough? We know that the the ceiling for this team is is Final right. Four, right? Right. 20, 23 wins. I was see. I'm putting it at twenty five. Yeah, twenty five, yeah. especially with the the schedule to start the season. Yeah. like we've talked. I, I, about. I'm like, dude, if they don't win yeah. twenty five games and they aren't top three in the Big Ten, you know, going right. into the Big Ten right. tournament, and if they don't see you're their right. way, you're right. I, so twenty twenty three wins is like twenty three and ten. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like twenty five and, and seven by top four seed in the tournament. Yeah, I'm really you know. thinking like twenty seven and six. Like that's really where they should be. But right. I'm, I'm putting it right. at twenty five. You know, and. Again, top three of the Big Ten tournament. You know, whatever happens in the Big Ten tournament happens. Those tournaments are weird. But NCAA tournament, you get to the Sweet 16 weekend, and then it's all about matchups. Yep. But if we go, oh, man, we dropped in the second round to a tough, you know, Temple team. Tough or UNLV yeah. team. Right. Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to be pissed. Right. I'm going to be really pissed. So, yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I, and I think most alumni are like us. Where we're tired of the potential, we're tired. Yes. He's a nice guy, dude. You got to win. You got to, man. You got to win. Look, he's run a clean program by all accounts. Knock on wood. You know, yeah, never know what happens. As far as we know, <clears throat> exactly. Uh, I'd like to keep it that way. Um, I'd like to be. I'd like to know nothing. Um, and you know, as, as Maryland alums and fans, we are just pining for anything uh, positive because. Let's flip it over to the football team. Holy shit, man! The bottom has fucking dropped, dude. Down. Fuck me, man. They're they're terrible. They're not. They. I can't remember the last quarter of a game that they were competitive with a what decent team. What the fuck happened since the Syracuse game, I, dude? I, <laughs> what the fuck happened? It couldn't I, have gone worse. I'm an analytical guy, and I'm just my my jaw is dropped. I don't know what the hell to even look at or say, or and I'm not even looking at numbers. I'm watching the games, and I'm going, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that we tend to forget, and we probably shouldn't, because it's so bad. Locks, he's got as as much you know work to do as anybody. He's not never been a good head coach. No, he's, he's not. Been a recruiter. You're right. You're right. He's been a good assistant. Do I think he can get there? Absolutely, he can get there. But he's learning just along everybody else. I mean, you know, you watch him. We you know we criticize players sometimes, or criticize Jay for looking dumb on the sidelines. Locks's body language is never very good. He always looks frustrated. Now, and good, grumpy. Good, good reason <laughs> to be frustrated. But it's like he I don't know if he necessarily knows how to to run a program in terms of X's and O's on the field. I don't know if he knows how to do it. Maryland clearly seems like a team that when they start to play and one thing goes bad, they just fucking throw Everything in the towel. Everything snowballs good or bad. Yeah, they just team. throw in the towel. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's like here we go again and now the Yeah, ball but there's been a couple games now. It appears that they've thrown in the towel in like pregame warm-ups because they come out whether it's a kickoff or the first drive or the first defensive series, they look lost, disinterested. Yeah, I mean, it's like Nebraska is a, is a team in turmoil, too. Dude, they're not that good. Say that three times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but I mean, they, you know. they gave away four, four or five possessions. I know. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that it's, it's going to be a close game if they don't do that, but that's probably 28 to 35 of the points you gave up. I mean, it's just it's gross. They, they don't even have a chance. See, I look at last year, and granted – it was so weird. I think they played off of pure emotion and pride for you know for Durkin who was on his way out, um, 
and and the interim coach did a tremendous job of of catalyzing the group and keeping everybody together. And let's face it, they had talent on the team, right. but they were competitive up until week twelve last year. They haven't been competitive since week four or five. I, I, I bottom think line, that, you know, when you lose a superstar like Jake Funk, you just it's hard to compete. <laughs> oh, Jake, I see him every week. Yeah, such a good dude. Such yeah. a good dude. Um, the, the the one that really killed them was losing um, the receiver early in the season, uh, Jay Sean, Jay Sean yeah. Jones. I mean, yeah. that seemed to take the wind out of their sails. Well, but I mean, Josh Jackson and Pigram uh, clearly yeah, I, are are serviceable at best. Well, and, and well, things are both hurt now too. I, I know, clean hurt. I know. Like, but I, but I think the the loss to Penn State it really took the wind out of them. Just kicked they, them right in the they balls. They got punched yeah. right in the face, and they have never recovered. Yeah, you know, and, I, I agree. And their pedigree is to lose, so that's what they're used to doing, and that's what they're going to do. So yeah, but losing is losing, losing in spectacular fashion. Yeah, over I mean, and over the, again. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, they're not. It's one thing, like like West Virginia, they they're four and whatever, but you know they beat uh, Kansas State at Kansas State, and yeah. they lost by seven, and they had the ball on the ten yard line with four chances to tie it up with twenty seconds left. Absolutely, and so they're in that they're fighting. Correct, they're just not any good, right? You know, but at least at least he has the team where Loxley. Just seems to he can't get them to stay in it when things go bad, and 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 that leads to the next question: is or maybe have, he's helping them do bad. Maybe he maybe his decisions make things worse. I don't know who knows. So I've heard uh, you know follow a few of the insiders on Twitter, and I've heard some podcasts and stuff where some insiders are saying yeah, people that, don't know shit on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, seriously, what a bunch of assholes. The void of talent on defense is staggering. Yeah. They said basically going into the season, they were they were going to have to pull smoke and mirrors and just a rabbit out of a hat to even be competitive, and they haven't done that, and they've had injuries, yep. and they've underperformed, and and the result is they're basically going to give up 50 a game. This is the, the University of Maryland where you have Good Counsel, St. John's, DeMatha, Gonzaga in your backyard, and – I would say those starters on those teams, eighty percent of them are Division One. And yeah. I know you, you know, those guys are going to go to Alabama and Ohio State and all that stuff, right? Okay. But you should be able to pull three from each team. You're freaking Maryland, man. You don't get the I, I do. I agree. The second guy get three of that top six or seven, though. Right. Every that's time. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, that's what Locks can do. Well, and he can. So, th- so here's the next question. This is what I was talking about. But with he might not body. be able to coach him up. We may have another Turgeon. But that's we, we might, but but at least with Turgeon, at least it, what drives us crazy about him is we're sitting here going, man, we only won 21 games, and we're in the NCAA tournament, and you're right there. This Maryland football team you're is right. fucking you're, close you're, to winning six you're, games. You're absolutely you know? right. You're right. So, and it's loser talk sometimes, right, to, to, to say, hey, man, at least we were in the game in the fourth quarter. We just couldn't get it done. But sometimes you have to get to that <laughs> we point. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You have to get to that point before you can tip the scales. Well, and you said he, it with West he, Virginia, and I told you they were going to be competitive. I told you they were going to be pretty good. Why are you pointing at me? They're terrible. Pointing at you because they're not terrible. They, Maryland's uh, terrible. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Loxley needs three years. And if by the third year they're still not competitive and bowl – Eligible, right? Then maybe then the mistake was made. Well, and th- so there's the next question: Do you give him the full three or four years or whatever the length of his contract? You have to, yeah, right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. First what, of all, Maryland can't afford to be I, buying things out. And bingo. But so. I think what you hope is that he learns. You know, he knows everybody. I mean, hell, he even knows Jerry for crying out loud. It's in his Rolodex. So he knows. Did you guys talk on the phone once upon yeah. a time? We did. That's a that's a funny <laughs> he knows, story. He knows everybody. So I you hope he can learn. You know, because he's got he really has the reins. He's got time. He can recruit here better than he can pretty much anywhere else, except for of course probably Alabama. I mean, we we get that. But maybe he'll learn. Hey, I I can be a good CEO. 
I need to go out and get the best OC and DC I can. I'm going to step back from the coaching, recruit, build the family. You know, I can do that. See, and that's music to my ears because that's kind of where I'm at. He is. He has the local ties. He's he his his heart is with this university. Kids love him. Parents yeah. love him. Bring exactly him in right. and let somebody else coach him. Bingo. And when he assembled his staff, I was underwhelmed because I was like, "Where is that OC? That DC? That <clears throat> even like assistant head coach who's recru- re- you know helping him but, on the recruiting?" But then trail. again, I mean, he was the offensive coordinator in Alabama. I know, and that. I mean, Nick Saban is entrusting him to, I assume, to game plan and yeah. to call well, plays. When you have that much talent, it's more like just don't fuck up than it is you <laughs> actually have to do something good. I don't know, man. I mean, those guys, they run intricate shit. And I, I know. I, I So he recruited those guys. He got them to play. He did the schemes. Well, like, Alabama hey. recruits itself. It, it, they turn away no that, question. And yeah. we've talked about that. Yeah. You know, Saban walks in and you look at him the wrong way and he goes, fuck you, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, I got somebody just kid. as good yeah. as you. Yeah, exactly. At 3.30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, no, it's a different beast. And, and being a head coach at the D1 level at a smaller school is is – you know, and, and Maryland is a smaller school when it comes to football, right? You know, um, especially being in the Big Ten, and uh, it's yeah. you're always going to have to overachieve to get to seven wins. That's kind of a tough road to go down, yeah, right? I mean, it's not yeah. it's not a football powerhouse, no, especially when you're in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. The opposite of Turge, there there are no expectations really. The expectation is six or seven wins, right? You're which right. would equate to about eighteen for Turge. I mean, it's just it's so different. Now, again, if we're having the same conversation four years from now. He's going to be in trouble. There's no question. Oh, yeah. But I think he's got a couple of years to figure it out. He has a couple of years to make sure basically that the entire roster are his guys. And, you know, if he can't figure out either how to recruit the right guys or to coach up the right guys or to hire the right coaches to coach up the guys, then he then he goes. But he's, I, got, he's got the four years, I think. He, I think he does. Here's my fear. And in, in the current college football landscape, the recruiting scene is so different than it was even 10 years ago with the – you know, with the ability to transfer after you graduate, uh, so you can get those fifth year seniors in or the even fourth year seniors and they don't have to sit out a year. So the the the, the landscape changes from year to year. You get early commitments and you're allowed to pull those back and go somewhere else. I'm afraid he's already lost a handful of guys and every team has lost a handful of guys by right. that point. I, I I get all that. But when you are losing as spectacularly poorly as Maryland is right now, it's gonna be hard to land that landmark four or five star guy, right? You know, um, there's only there's only one Stefan Diggs every ten to twenty years who's just going to stay home and and be like, fuck it, I'm I'm, I'm doing the homegrown thing. You know, right. you're not going to get those guys very often. But that's exactly what his job is and what he should be good at in terms of you know what? No, five stars, pretty much no chance. Maybe a four star here and there, but high three stars all the way is what gets this team to 500. Oh, it's that Stefan Diggs yeah. that, t- that maybe you can beat one of the big four that's, you know, what he's there. Ohio State and Penn State own this area. Oh, oh shit, do they though. ever. Remember, you know, remember, Maryland basically beat Ohio State last year. I know. That's where they, are. That's that's where so they were. So weird. Um, so, I mean, as, as disappointing as this season has been, and by the way, I mean, you know, I hate to not go to games when, you know, senior day. I think we're pretty smart for not going to that game. Oh, that looked miserable. <laughs> I, talk, talk I asked, I, I asked I was Mitch. Like, I was you weren't there. I emailed Mitch and asked him, and uh, uh, he said he wasn't quite sure 
you know, the, 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 the true landscape of the, uh, of the stadium, but he's like, it was not, not great. Right. He said there were so many Nebraska fans there. Now there's a, there's a shot. There's a side by side pick on Twitter. And it's basically the, if you're on the press box side, it's the right three to four sections are full from top to bottom of red and black Nebraska and the Maryland student section. There's like five guys. I mean, I mean it's painful. The, but Nebraska, I mean, you got to give it up to those guys because they, they, they sucked for a decade. Oh, yeah. And they are still passionate. Didn't they have Callahan about a decade ago? Yeah. <laughs> but they brought in Scott Frost. And, yep. Or is that his name? Yeah. Scott Frost. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's the savior, and he hasn't rebooted. He hasn't. But you it's know? interesting because he had great success at UCF. And, I mean, right. he got a bunch of guys to the pros from UCF. Yeah. Um, um, it's not they recruit okay. Yep, it's just how it doesn't translate, dude. It's hard. Big Ten football's hard, man. It's yeah. a grind, dude. You get your ass kicked every week in the trenches, right. and that's where Maryland's yeah. hurting right now. Well, and, you know, we always talk about Maryland not really being a Big Ten team. Well, either is Nebraska. I mean, they're more. They were. I don't know yeah. if they were Big Twelve or whatever they were, but they were. They were not Big Ten football. If anybody from the ACC that. is listening, please take West Virginia. <laughs> Please, please, please. Speaking please. of a bad conference, how bad is ACC football? Oh, it's awful. It's it's, it's Clemson awful. and then everybody else. It's Clemson and then like Virginia Tech, and they're and not even that good. I mean, a big Virginia Virginia Tech matchup this weekend, boys. That, 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 yeah, actually, a pretty good game. I think hamstring game. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled hamstrings, everybody. You don't like those teams, Jerry? Nope. <laughs> I think the feelings probably mutual. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> oh man. So I, I really hope Loxley, uh, you know, gets the leash and, and, and the contract length that he has earned and probably deserves. But I just really hope in the process that we don't, uh, you know, fall off a cliff even more than we already have. Well, maybe he can get some good talent this year, get some, you know, have a surge at the end. And, you know, I th- it's just he needs some dynam- dynamic players at the quarterback position. I mean, is especially this was the year I thought that that had been solidified by bringing in Jackson, Jackson, having pig Rome. Right. You had you had a couple decent guys in the wings that were on the bench and just they've been awful. Yeah, they, they, their that's been anemic. disappointing. But yeah. you said it when we did our preview, you said their lines are terrible. You said right. their O-line and their D-line are young, undersized, and they're just going to get crushed. And that's exactly what's happened. Which which begs the question: How bad is Syracuse? Oh my God! What, I mean, that seems like a, that seems like like a like so long ago so, we were so it seems optimistic. Like years ago, it seems like a recruiting. If we could go ago. back and take out the <laughs> week where we, I was predicting like a Penn State, <laughs> it was like seventy to nothing. <laughs> Maybe the worst prediction I've ever had in my life. God, what did you say we were going to win that game? Because you yeah, said you I got said, all pissed at me for saying we were going to lose by yeah, like two touchdowns. Pussy, we're going to win. <laughs> We suck. God, right. We suck at predictions. So give me your prediction of the Temple and Notre Dame games coming up for basketball. Okay, I think Maryland beats Temple. <clears throat> I think it's going to be tight. Uh, I'm going to go 72-63. Um, we're going to feel underwhelmed, but we're going to feel relieved that we got the win. What I'd like to do is get that win and then roll through the rest of that tournament. I'd like to take care of Texas A&M, and then I think in the title game it would be USC, Marquette, or um, – yeah, there's another decent team out there. Right. Davidson, you know, one of those three. I'd love to get – if they're a top-five team, they should go through that tournament and You're win right. all three games, You're right? right? I, uh, I, I would be happy if they beat Temple two to nothing. That's how <laughs> scared I am of this game. I think Temple knocks them out of the tournament. Uh, I, well, maybe they play Constellation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got to lose your But I, I think I they – I think it won't be two to nothing. <laughs> I think that uh, – I think Temple wins by, you know, 65 to 61 or something like that. 
So I said Maryland by nine, 72-63. Well, 65, you mentioned 70 before. I think 65 is my number. That's what Maryland needs to get to to win that game. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm seeing a 76-65. Okay. I hope, I hope you guys. All right, so All right. <clears throat> regardless of what happens in that tournament, the following week, before we go on our epic trip, um, we've got Maryland-Notre Dame at Xfinity Center. That's going to be an interesting game. I, I like Maryland by 10 at that. So Notre Dame is way more talented than anybody we're going to have played by that point. But they don't play with switchblades. And, and I don't mean it bad. I mean, they, when, like, you know, you come into the, to the, uh, to the lane, Temple fucks you up. Yeah. Man, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you're going to get punished. But, but Notre Dame's got some high end talent, especially on the perimeter. And that is generally what hurts Maryland. They have a hard time guarding in the half court. But on the I like the guards. I do too. Their, our do guards too. are good. What scares me is the Temple big men who play rough. And all right, so I mean, you think we lose to Temple? I think you lose to Temple. Okay, and, Jeremy and, beat, and I have us beating beat Temple. Notre Dame. So you think we beat Notre Dame? Yes, by ten. I, I think um, I think we beat Notre Dame, and I think it's like eighty six, eighty four, and it's like a little last second layup by Cowan. That's and, a game where we're going to have to shoot. Yeah. Right. I think that game's going to have a good right. Students right. will be back after the break. It'll be right before winter break. It's going to be the first real game at Xfinity lot, Center. A lot of buzz. Yep. The Turgenites will be dancing and doing their thing. I think hey, it's going to be will. a – you know, I, I, I think Maryland by two or three last second. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. See, I'm, I'm, I'm more scared of Temple than I am by Notre Dame. Is Danny Miller still at Notre Dame? <laughs> Wasn't yeah. he there for like 18 no years? Shit. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so – yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We got some fun shit to uh, to look forward to with Maryland basketball. Thank God, because that kind of offsets the uh, the Maryland football, uh, yeah. you know, lackadaisical season. Yeah, it's over. Football. Yeah, it, it is. Thankfully. Um, all right, boys. Well, anything before we uh, we head out for the week for our Thanksgiving soiree? Nope. Any thoughts, ideas from the from the sports world? Yeah, there'll be a lot to watch between now and next time we talk. Seriously, and, uh, man. I hope we've got tons of cold beer and and good liquor and. Put your feet up on the recliner, eat some food, and you know, gather some data for next week. All right, boys. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Give us a listen. Wings, beers, and tears. Find us on all your favorite platforms. Give us a listen. Give us a shout. And uh, give us a review if you're so inclined. Until then, happy Thanksgiving, and go DMV Sports. Peace. Peace.